0: Nadir, let's start with the US uh, jobs numbers that came out on Friday. Yeah, Sakina, I mean, a really disappointing top line number, you know, Um, I think there's obviously uh, a lot of emphasis put on this number because um, it gives some sort of a guidance as to what the Federal Reserve is going to be doing with interest rates, what the Federal Reserve is going to be doing with regards to scaling back their quantitative easing program. And what we saw is that uh, weather conditions obviously uh, affected the numbers quite drastically in the month of September. Um, So it's not really clear how much can be read into the numbers, but 33,000 jobs were actually lost in the U.S. economy for the month of September. Um, obviously, uh, there, were the, the, there were the drastic weather effects which had something to do with that, but we actually saw the unemployment rate fall to 4.2%. So, um, And we saw wages going up. So, uh, you know, the markets reacting with the Treasury yields ticking up very, very slightly um, on, on, on the back of that. Um, you know, equity markets didn't really respond all that much to the data um, and we'll have to wait and see what happens on, on, on the J today. Um, so, Sakina, I think uh, you know the market not reading too much into the number given the, the, the weather effects on the on the U.S. economy. Um, you know, I think uh, Janet Yellen came out uh, what's it two weeks ago now and said that uh, interest rate increases can't be too gradual. So, on the back of that, we've seen some exceptional dollar strength, and that's why we've seen the rand weakening so much to below 13 rand 70 to the dollar. Um, and we've seen our bond yields tick up to close to 8.9% on the ten government bond yield. So um, I think, uh, you know, this is just going to be a data point where not too much is going to be read into it. Um, You know, we'll have to wait and see what happens with the jobs numbers for the month of October, and we'll have to wait and see what the Federal Reserve does at at its next FOMC meeting, particularly leading up to the end of the year, with markets pricing in one more interest rate hike this year. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, Nadir, also the contrasting foreign influence into our bond markets versus equity market this year. Please unpack that for us. Yeah, Sakina, I mean, that's been staggering to watch, hasn't it? I mean, we've seen 90 billion rand of outflows from our equity markets so far this year. Um, You know, foreigners finding significant opportunity in emerging markets, but South Africa not being the beneficiary of those inflows. Now, uh, you know, that's probably been two reasons for that. One, economic growth in South Africa is obviously very, very pedestrian relative to other emerging markets where it's picked up quite nicely. Um, You know, foreigners starting to see the opportunity for earnings growth in the rest of the emerging markets, with, uh, where we see consistently analysts revising their forecasts for earnings growth in emerging markets, uh, consistently higher now somewhere in the region of 20% for uh, penciled in for calendar year 2017, whereas when we started the year that was probably um, you know in the in the in the uh, in the, uh, in, the uh, in the low d- double digits. So uh, you know consistently upgrading those earnings forecasts, and we obviously know that emerging markets uh, started the year on quite a low PE multiple relative to developed markets. So we've seen strong inflows into emerging markets on the back of that, but South Africa has, been, has not been the beneficiary of that. And then two is obviously the significant political uncertainty in South Africa. So not only is the economy very slow, uh, but there's the ANC elective conference happening in December. It's obviously been a very charged race leading up to that elective conference, which has uh, you know dampened foreign sentiment. We've seen business confidence has been very weak, so South African corporates um, have not been investing all that much uh, back into their local operations there has been some investment into the offshore operations but not that much into the local operations Um, so earnings growth has remained quite tepid relative to the rest of the emerging markets and I think uh, you know you're seeing a lot of global investment banks calling South Africa sell um, you know a a number of the global investment banks are joining that call so we've seen some strong outflows from our equity markets with regards to our bond markets Akina um, other than the last couple of weeks, I think the Federal Reserve has really surprised in terms of how dovish they've been again this year. Um, you know, in the repeats of 2016, where they are a lot more dovish than what the market expected, I think in 2017, that's continued. So, you know, the foreigners have continued to search for yields. So irrespective of, uh, you know, the issues of uh, facing sovereign downgrades, irrespective of the issues of, uh, you know, our, 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 the, the Treasury walking a very, very tight fiscal line in terms of balancing the budget and, uh, you know, holes appearing in the balance sheet given the amount of capital that's needed to be injected into state-owned entities and the slow economic growth impacting our, our, our tax revenue collection. Um, you know, it's really been about that yield spread for the foreigners. Well, in South Africa, I can get, uh, you know, between 85 and 9%, and in the U.S., I can get 2.5%, and the Federal Reserve is going to keep interest rates quite low, so that yield spread is quite attractive, and South Africa is very liquid as an emerging market, so, you know, the foreign- the, the, the inflows continue to pile in, um, especially in South Africa relative to something like Turkey or Russia where obviously the markets are a lot less liquid. So that's what supported inflows into our bond market and we've seen somewhere in the region of about 65 billion rand in inflows into our bond market, Sikina. So just quite interesting to note what's been happening now: equity versus our bond markets where our equity market has been all about the fundamentals of the company and the bond market has, has been all about global developments rather than what Happening in South Africa, which has driven the inflows. So, how does that impact the outlook for listed properties in this weak economic environment? Yeah, Sukima, look, I mean, obviously, the listed property does well when, um, you know, when you're in the type of environment where um, there's very, very low vacancies, where listed property companies have the ability to pass above inflationary increases in rentals onto their, onto their uh, client base, whether it be in retail, whether it be in office, whether it be in residential, and as a result of that, they can grow their distributions well ahead of inflation. Now, what you've seen in the listed property market in South Africa is that for the last couple of years it's actually held up very very well despite the very slow economy you've seen that um, you know above inflation distribution growth from uh, the majority of the property funds you've seen that uh, you know some nimbleness in terms of going offshore and although mixed fortunes for some of the property funds the ones who have done well offshore have done exceptionally well uh, one thinks of nepi in particular with their operations in eastern europe but sakina i think Finally, the weak economy is going to start biting on those property funds that have a very concentrated local exposure, uh, particularly outside of the high-quality retail or high-quality office space. Um, You know, if one looks at uh, Centon City, one looks at Rosebank Mall, there's significantly more vacancies now than there were possibly a year ago. Uh, Listed property funds are going to have less of the ability to pass above inflationary increases onto their their, their client base. You're going to start to see vacancies to be affected as, uh, you know, rental negotiations come up for renewal and uh, guys just basically don't renew their rental agreements or you see the exits of a number of foreign um, uh, uh, foreign retail operations, um, you know, which hasn't happened yet, but, uh, you know, if that happens obviously going to impact the retail space. So, Sakina, I think it's going to be a lot more challenging for the listed property funds than it has been over the last three years, where the long leases have really protected them. Um, you know, I think uh, we're going to see, um, some pain in the sector, um, you know, and uh, w- what the lesser property funds are really going to rely on now um, is that is the offshore operations, and we're really going to be able to see who has the quality offshore operations versus who has taken some missteps offshore, um, and, that's, and that's really where the growth is going to be coming from um, for the property funds for at least the next two years or so.